Welcome back to another episode of Jake's Takes. My name is Jake, and thanks for tuning into this week's episode of the podcast. And on this week's episode, we are going to be looking at the Portland Trailblazers and looking at the situation involving the Trailblazers and, more importantly, how things are going and why they might not be doing so good and what kind of path the Trailblazers can take moving forward. Um, and I'll look at a number of different directions they could go in um, and see what my opinion is on what makes the most sense. So Portland Trailblazers right now are one of the worst teams in the Western Conference. They have a tied record with New Orleans and Oklahoma City. They are basically at the bottom of the Western Conference. They're right now a 14 seed, um, and they're in that 12, 13, 14 range. So I don't really think that they're going to really skyrocket higher than maybe 11. And so the Trailblazers went from a very good team in the playoffs over the last um, few seasons to being now not one of the greatest teams Um and, you know, their team, besides a few additions here and there, um, you know, have been um, pretty much a very similar team to kind of how they've been uh, just over the last few seasons. They got rid of their head coach, Terry Stotts, and they brought in Chauncey Billups to be the new head coach. And it's taking him a while to get, you know, used to this team and for them to kind of work with him. They lost their executive, Neil Oshie, to some misconduct. Now they're going to have to find a new executive. And so you have a situation in which last year they were 8th in the Western Conference. They lost to the Lakers in the first round. It wasn't their greatest season. A year before that, 2019, uh, they were in the Western Conference Finals, which they lost to the Golden State Warriors. This is the 2018-2019 season. The year before that, they lost in the first round to the Pelicans. Um, they The year before that, lost in the first round to Golden State. And the year before that, 2015-2016, all of these were with Terry Stotts. Lost in the semifinals to Golden State. And then the previous year, 2014-2015, lost to the Memphis Grizzlies in the first round. So, for the most part, they've either lost in the first or second round of the playoffs with... Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum as their two best players, and then Damian Lillard and um, Mark Staldridge before um, C.J. McCollum. And so the Blazers haven't had really a ton of success. 2012, 2013, they didn't even make the playoffs, um, and they hadn't made the playoffs, um, you know, two seasons there. 2010, 2011, they lost in the first round to Dallas. 2009, 2010, they lost in the first round to Phoenix. The year before that, they lost to Houston in the first round. So their team overall hasn't had a ton of success. They had one season where they lost to Golden State in the Western Conference Finals, but just that's about it. And it's been sort of a very similar Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum backcourt with others kind of filling in. And so if you look at their team right now, obviously Damian Lillard's their best player. 24 points and 7 rebounds. He's 31, all-star level player and a Hall of Fame level player. And then you have C.J. McCollum, who has 20 points uh, per game and four rebounds, four assists. 
And so, looking at C.J. McCollum as a player in sort of his career with this team, you know, his average for a career is 19 points, 3 rebounds, 3 assists. And looking at his stats, 20 points so far this season. He's averaging last year was 23, year before that, 22, year before that, 21. Uh, and it's been up until, so 2015, 2016, he averaged 20 points. And it's been over 20 points uh, since that point. His first two seasons were like 5 points and like 7 points almost a game. So C.J. McCollum... Obviously, a very, very good player and has been sort of a good 20-point-a-game score for a good portion of his career. He's 30 years old by this point and is in the prime of his career, maybe more towards the back end of it at this point. Then they have uh, Norm Powell, who um, kind of came in and is sort of this... Uh, you know, third best player, if you will, maybe fourth best player, depending on where you see Nurkic in the situation. He's uh, someone who really didn't get started until 2019-2020, where he averaged 16 points a game, 18 points a game. The next season, 19 points a game in 2020-2021, um, the first half, and then 17 points again uh, in 2020-2021, uh, the second portion and then 2021-2022, uh, 18.6 um, points a game. So 2020-2021 total was 18.6. This season so far, 18.6. Um, and then the season before that, 16. So he's a good role player. He's a good sort of, you know, shooter and scorer and someone who has been a pretty good player throughout most of his career. Then they have uh, Robert Covington, who... Um, is a pretty solid uh, basketball player. Uh, better on defense than offense. He basically, in his first season, um, averaged two points and afterwards has averaged um, double figures up until he came to Portland. So uh, basically, Philly, uh, the whole Philly career, uh, he was... Um, averaging double figures and it kind of dropped when he came to Portland where he went from averaging like 11 12 points a game to eight points a game and this season he's averaging seven points a game his best uh, season uh, on rebounding wise was with Portland 5.8 uh, rebounds a game uh, 6.7 total rebounds um, so he has been a pretty good defender uh, 3 and D wing, not the greatest offensively this season, um, but is a pretty solid uh, addition. Now, Nurkic, uh, Nurkic is uh, their center. He's had a lot of injury problems over the course of his career, basically going from 72 games in a season, 2018-2019, to 8 games in 2019-2020, 37 games 2020-2021, and 35 games 2021-2022, which... That is just where they're at right now. And he has been someone who he averaged in 2016, 2017, uh, 10.2 and 7 rebounds. And averaged 14 and 9 rebounds in his first um, full season in Portland. And then 15 and 10, 17 and 10, 11 and 9, and 13 and 10. So for the most part... 
I'd say when he's come to Portland, he's averaged a double-double or close to a double-double um, in his uh, tenure. And then we have uh, the, one of the more recent um, additions to the team, um, Larry Nance Jr., who played his whole career in Los Angeles and Cleveland before coming to Portland this uh, season. And so he had his best season, which was 2019-2020, where he averaged 10 points, uh, 7 uh, total rebounds, and um, he was a pretty solid player overall. He uh, had averaged the year before 9 points and 8 rebounds, and averaged 9 and 6 uh, in his last season in Cleveland, and um this season, he's averaging six, almost seven points, and almost six um, rebounds. So, is he the greatest player? No, but he's a good sort of six-man, a good sort of bench piece role player. Solid, you know, option to have. They have Anthony Simons, who's averaging 11 points, two rebounds, two assists. Um, they have Nasir Little, who's averaging eight points and five rebounds. And then the rest of their team is just kind of there um there's some other role players such as tony snell and cody zeller and dennis smith jr not really the greatest role players at this point they've had better uh stents in their career at least cody zeller and tony snell but uh this is what portland is it's to me not a playoff team because i don't think covington's playing his best and i don't think nance is playing his best and i think their team overall just isn't playing their best basketball and sort of I think this is the situation in, um, you know, in Portland, and now they have to kind of make some changes, potentially for uh, their future. And there's a hundred different ways they could go. So the first way that I could see Portland going, and this is just basically keeping this team as it is, and dropping to the bottom of the Western Conference making the lottery, getting a top five pick, and taking Dame, CJ, Norm Powell, Covington, Nurkic, and the draft pick that is probably going to be anywhere from, could be number one, it could be in the top ten, who knows, taking that great young piece and making it work, whether that's getting uh, another wing, whether that's getting a sort of combo forward. So in this case, you'd be basically tanking for this season, just kind of retooling uh, in terms of getting a top draft pick uh, and then either trading that pick for a veteran or keeping it and having a great young player for your future alongside Damian Lode and C.J. McCollum and not really changing too much. Um, you do have Covington and Nurkic who are both free agents in this scenario. If you basically get a another wing, let's say they get a, a you know combo forward, maybe Covington goes somewhere else and you have this new guy who comes in and you have Larry Nance Jr., who's sort of your other power forward, and they work with that. And Nurkic resigns, and you keep this sort of status quo, maybe a few tinkering here and there, but it stays mostly the same. Then, sort of their second option, and this is sort of my own opinion, is you trade Nurkic for something, a cheaper contract, a younger player, uh, something that is under contract for more years you trade Covington for draft picks or you trade Covington for you know a young player or whatever you can get you trade CJ McCollum and 
basically open up cap space by trading him for an expiring contract or trading him for, you know, draft picks and young players. And so now you have Damian Lillard who makes $40 million, Norm Powell who makes $15.5 million, and the rest of your roster is smaller contracts. Larry Nance Jr. gets moved because by this point in the offseason he'll be a one-year contract um, at the end of the season, so you wait until sort of the end of the season to trade him. And you basically have two players making about $55 million, and the rest of your cap sheet is guys who make under, like, $5 million. So you can sign a third star, or I should say, sorry, a second star, because I don't know if Norman Powell is a star, but you could basically sign a third player to go along with them and say, look, Dame, we got open cap sheet, we got open, you know, space. Who do you want in free agency? And Dame can kind of chart his course and say, this is who we should get, and this is who we should have. Uh, and go from here. And this would also be under the assumption that they do, in fact, tank this season a little bit, get a top draft pick, and so you have Norm Powell, you have Damian Lillard, uh, another star player, and a top five, top ten pick in the draft. So that would be option number two, is basically building around Damian Lillard again, opening up your cap sheet by getting rid of McCollum and Covington and Nurkic and these younger players that don't really matter or these veterans that don't really matter and just kind of going in a different direction in that sense and not really blowing it up completely just kind of keeping your main piece there option number three is basically a full-on rebuild which is you get a top five pick you trade away cj mccollum for draft picks norm powell for draft picks and young players covington for draft picks nurkish for draft picks larry Nance jr for draft picks you basically trade away Damian Lillard for a very, very good young player, draft picks, everything. Just trade the house. You have Anthony Simons, who's 22 years old. You have Nasir Little, who's 21 years old. And you have a top five pick, potentially a number one overall pick, and other draft picks and young players, and you build around that situation. Because at the moment, the Trailblazers have their own pick, which has a top... 15 or i think it's maybe even top 10 protected no it's top 15 protected and that goes to chicago if it's in uh the playoff picture and if it's a lottery pick which it looks like it most likely will be it's in the hands of portland and portland also has all of their first round picks moving forward they do have a few second round picks that are unavailable but um in terms of first round picks outside of this year the rest are unprotected on their you know salary sheet and they're good to go so you can rebuild get draft picks you could easily get probably one or two draft picks in the first round for McCollum you could probably get a first round pick for Norm Powell you could probably get a first round pick for Nurkic Covington probably won't get you a first nor would Larry Nance Jr. but second round picks or a sort of disgruntled young player could really help out uh, and then Damian Lillard could get you three or four first round picks depending on the team and the situation. So basically option number three, which I don't think the Portland Trailblazers want to go down that road, would be to rebuild fully. And I think that would only happen if Damian Lillard says, look, I don't really want to be in this if we're not going to compete and I don't want to stick around. So I want to get traded. So if Damian Lillard comes out and says, hey, I'm not going to be here because I actually want to win a championship in my career, then yeah, I could see Portland saying, look, he doesn't want to be here. Let's just rebuild. Let's get a top draft pick and move on from there. So at the end of the day, that's an option in Portland. And 
if you know everything else fails they just go in that direction and you can get a lot for Damian Lillard you can get a lot probably for CJ and the rest of the sort of your core and build around you know a top five pick Anthony Simons you have Nasir Little who's 21 you can give him more playing time and a bunch of other players can kind of come in you know young pieces role players etc and can kind of start from scratch you have a new head coach in Chauncey Billups you have by this point next year a new general manager whether that's keeping the interim general manager or finding someone else these are all options right and I think at the end of the day Portland is a team that could do that so that is sort of potentially where I see them going as an option I don't think that's the first option, but it's an option. So so I think these are sort of your three main options for Portland because the Trailblazers could go in a number of directions, and these are sort of the, the ones that I think um, really would make the most uh, sense because, I mean, they could just say this is a bad season and start over and... You know, they could also just say, look, let's start from scratch, rebuild, retool, and go from there. So I think for Portland, they're in an interesting situation because they aren't doing so good, and their team is not um, the greatest, and they just need, you know, maybe a change in scenery for some of their players, bring in some new guys, and go from there. Um, so I was reading an article from Fansided. Um, which is C.J. McCollum trades, uh, and it's three C.J. McCollum trades to shake things up in Portland. And so the first one is with the New York Knicks, which is basically C.J. McCollum and Tony Schnell for Evan Fournier, Derrick Rose, and Darylands Noel. Um, I'm guessing this one gives Evan Fournier, which is maybe not an upgrade over McCollum, but he is a, a bigger wing so he could play the three norm powell can play the two and you get a bench point guard in derrick rose and you get a big man who is pretty good on defense off the bench in narland's noel so is that an option potentially i don't know if that'll happen uh in the end the next one here is with indiana so it's basically cj mccullum and nasir little for the bonus sabonis justin holiday and tory craig now i don't see this one really taking place unless the Indiana Pacers want to keep, you know, this team together uh, with um, Turner and Karius LeVert and TJ Warren and Brogdon. If they do that, then adding McCollum, who could be a shooting guard alongside Brogdon, is a pretty good move because now you have Karius LeVert, who can play the three, you have TJ Warren, who can play the four, and then you kind of get rid of that big man problem in you know, Indiana with uh, Sabonis gone, you have Turner as your center, and McCollum's a great shooter, and I think this would make their team a lot better, and it's actually a good thing for C.J. McCollum, because he's a lot closer to where he's from. He's from Ohio, and um, obviously Indiana's not too far from there, so this one actually is not too bad of a trade. I think maybe the Trailblazers would have to add in a little bit more, because I don't know if McCollum is as valuable as Sabonis, plus you get Justin Holiday, uh, I like sort of the 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 fit with McCollum and Sabonis swapping, but we'll see what the sort of trade would look like if it actually took place. I think they would have to add a lot more from the Portland side going to Indiana. 
And then the third sort of team that was thrown in here was C.J. McCollum to Dallas for Tim Hardaway Jr., Dory, Dorian Finney-Smith, Max Kelber, and a first-round pick in 2022. So I'd like to point out that off the rip, you can't trade this draft pick because they had a 2021 pick, which is in the hands of Dallas, and was traded to the Knicks. And then they have a 2023 pick, which is in the hands of Dallas and traded to the Knicks in that Porzingis trade. And the 2023 pick has protections on it. So most likely, if Dallas is a great team, that pick goes to New York. So you can't trade any first-round picks because of the stipend rule in 2022. You could make that another first-round pick, and I don't think the, the year matters per se. But I don't know if Portland would do this, and I don't know if Dallas would do this because I think Dallas likes having you know a bunch of good role players here. Getting in McCollum would help uh, in terms of having a Luka Doncic, CJ McCollum backcourt. I just don't know if this is the right deal because they're getting rid of a lot of players who they like. And I think um, probably not the best move. Could I see a Porzingis, CJ McCollum trade? Yes, I could see that. And I think it would be a good one. But in terms of a McCollum for Hardaway Jr., Dorian Finney-Smith, Kelber, first round pick. Yeah, that's not going to happen uh, in my opinion. Um and it's probably not going to be the one that ends up uh, taking place. So of this list, I honestly think the the trade um, involving uh, Indiana is the one that would probably make more sense than anything. But I just don't think anything's going to come of this um, at the end of the day. So um, yeah, I think that's uh, that's that. And so yeah, they're in an interesting spot in Portland because we just don't know what direction they'll go in and I think they're in a tough spot um you know I think uh it's an interesting one because we just don't know kind of if there's any sort of game plan for the future um and also you know what to do moving forward because um, I don't really know I was reading another article from uh Rip City Project which is part of uh, fan sided and it's four ways to trade the Portland Trailblazers expiring contracts. So um, these are some of the tr trades that they uh, throw out there. So the first one is Robert Covington, Yusuf Nurkic, Arfani Simmons, and a future first round pick for Josh Jackson and Jeremy Grant. Now I think this would appeal to the Detroit Pistons for a few reasons. One. They get a draft pick and a young player in Simons. And two, they basically get rid of cap space long term because Simons makes $2 million And then they get rid of $20 million of Jeremy Grant. I like this move a lot for um, Portland. But I would consider trading, instead of Josh Jackson, somebody like uh, Kelly Olenek in this deal because I feel like they need a center, and I don't think really Olenek fits with Detroit. So if you did Jeremy Grant and Kelly Olenek for Covington, Nurkic, Simons, a first-round pick, let's say they also add in another pick, let's say a second-round pick to make up for it. It's a good deal, and I think this is one that could work, in my opinion. I like this a lot. Moving on to the next trade here, which is not going to happen, period, but they put it out there. Robert Covington, Yusuf Nurkic, a first-round pick, and the uh, Trailblazers get Josh Gidley and Derek Favors from OKC. So 
this is just not going to happen. Why would they trade away Josh Gidley? Um, it just doesn't seem like that's going to happen. It's something that just will not happen, and it's not going to take place. Now, this next one here is the Rockets and the Trailblazers, where the Rockets get Nurkic and Anfernee Simmons. Trailblazers get Christian Wood and Kevin Porter Jr. So, first off the bat, they're not going to trade Kevin Porter Jr. Christian Wood for Nurkic and Simons is a good starting point, but I don't know if that's a good trade overall. I think you'd probably have to add in a draft pick. So if you did Nurkic, Simons, and a first-round pick for Christian Wood, and let's just say another player um, to average uh, salaries and whatnot, then um, that's a better deal. But I just don't think that's going to happen overall. It's not the greatest trade but it's a trade I could see happening. Next is um, the Celtics and the Trailblazers. Uh, this one's not going to happen either, and the only way this would happen is if Damian Lillard was involved instead of the rest of the players. So CJ McCollum, Robert Covington, Yusuf Nurkic, future first-round picks, plural. They don't say how many. Um, for Jalen Brown and Al Horford. So as I said before, I would trade Jalen Brown for Damian Lillard, but I would not trade Jalen Brown for C.J. McCollum. It doesn't move the needle in my opinion. I just don't see this one working, and I think at the end of the day, it's not going to happen. So it's not um, not going to take place. So um, yeah, I think uh, I think that's kind of that's kind of that, and uh, kind of we'll see what happens with uh, Portland moving forward. Whether they rebuild, restart keep this team, trade away Damian Lillard, I don't really know, but that's a question that needs to be discussed in Portland, and when more news comes out on them, we'll discuss it, but it seems like they're kind of keeping things status quo for the moment.